0: light center thank god for another opportunity to share with you the word we're going to prepare our hearts Uh, we're going to be looking again at uh, joel chapter 2 and we'll begin at verse 25 so get that uh, prepare yourselves with that opening in joel chapter 2 and we will begin at uh, verse 25 and we'll read down to verse 29 again that's in the book of joel chapter 2 and we'll begin at verse 25. Hallelujah. Let's take a moment for prayer as we prepare our hearts for the word tonight. Father, we just take this opportunity to, to give you thanks, to give you praise. Uh, we thank you, Father, for your word. Uh, we thank you, Father, for your goodness. We thank you, Father, for our, our, our leadership. We thank you for our apostle and first family. We th- continue to speak your blessings upon them, Father. You continue to, to download the them everything that they need, Father, and you continue to guide them in every area. Father, we just thank you as we come around your word tonight, Father. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you will reveal answers to us, that you would help us and that you would uh, strengthen us and that you would elevate us and help us to be all that you've called us to be. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're the great teacher, and that you would use your word to bring revelation and answers that would continue to change and transform our lives. We bless you and we thank in advance for it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to begin at uh, Joel chapter 2 and verse 25. And I'm going to be continuing to speak on uh, restoring the power of dreams and visions. You can call it part two, uh, restoring the power of dreams and visions. Glory to God. Here in Joel chapter 2 and uh, <clears throat> verse 25, verse uh, it says here, and God is speaking, he says, and I will restore. Remember, that was one of the words that the apostle gave I will restore to you the years that the locusts have eaten, the cankerworm, and the caterpillar, and the palmer worm, my great army, which I sent among you. Verse 26 And ye shall eat in plenty and be satisfied, and praise the name of the Lord your God that have dealt wondrously with you. Hallelujah. To spot there, as they are wondrously with you, glory to God, and my people shall never be ashamed. Verse twenty seven, and ye shall know that I am in the midst of Israel, and that I am the Lord your God, and none else. And my people shall never be ashamed. And in verse twenty eight, and it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Glory to God, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And in verse 29, and upon the servants and upon the handmaids, in those days will I pour out my spirit. Glory to God. In this passage, uh, God is prophesying, first of all, restoration. He says, I will restore to you the years uh, that the the caterpillar and locusts, all those things have, have taken away. Then also he prophesies down here in verse 28. He says, in the last days, I will pour out my spirit. And so there's a, there's an outpour, and when you think about something, when you pour out, it's just plenty, there's like no limits. He says, I'm gonna pour out my spirit. And he says, I'm gonna pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And then here, uh, this all flesh, we see the categories. He says, your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old man shall dream dreams, your young men shall see visions. So he talks about men and women, gender, sons and daughters. Then he says, old and young, doesn't matter the age and then he says uh, your servants so it doesn't matter what the social class is he says i'm going to pour out my spirit upon all flesh it doesn't matter who who they are and then he goes on to talk about that uh, they'll they'll see dreams and so we're want to focus our attention on the uh, scriptural dynamics again of dreams and visions and um I believe that as we receive this area, and this is just one of the areas that God has given us to walk out this supernatural life and this time of explosive miracles, as we receive this by faith, all that he wants to give us uh, in his journey, uh, in our journey that, that's consistent with the word of God. And so we just thank God for uh, the power of, of, of dreams and visions that God is restoring to us. Uh, go with me to uh, Proverbs 29 and verse 18. This is just a refresh of some of the things that we covered. Uh, Proverbs 29 and verse 18. And the point that we brought out here is that dreams and visions have to release God's redemptive revelations. Dreams and visions have to, re- to uh, release God's redemptive revelations. And those revelations are to restore and to replace. And so here in Proverbs 29 and verse 18, it says, where there is no vision, and this is the amplified uh, Proverbs twenty-nine eighteen amplified, where there is no vision, no redemptive revelation of God, the people perish. But he who keeps the law of God, which includes that of man, blessed, happy, fortunate, and, envy- and enviable is he. Uh, the New Living Translation says, when people don't accept divine guidance, they run wild. And so dreams and visions help to release God's redemptive revelations to restore and replace. And the prophetic vision is saying here in this passage, prophetic visions help to prevent casting off of of moral restraints. Because notice here, the new living, it says, when people don't accept divine guidance, they run wild. And so God's visions help us to to flow in a godly lifestyle, helps us to flow in a godly vein that will accomplish his will. And uh, we'll see redemptive revelation. We'll see what God has originally uh, desire for, for mankind to be restored and be replaced. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Now, if you go with me to Jeremiah 33 uh, and, and verse 15 and Amplified, this was another passage, this reviewing here, uh, in, in, in Job, uh, rather, Job 33 and verse 15, Job 33 and 15. Uh, and the point I was bringing out here is that God can use dreams to speak to us. He can use dreams to reveal his will to us. And here in Job 33 and verse 15, and amplified, it says, One may hear God's voice in a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls on men while slumbering upon the bed. And the point here again is that God can use dreams to speak to us to reveal his will. And, and even though we may not understand everything at once, we must still remain open to listen to his voice. Notice here it says one may hear God's voice and it can be in a dream, it can be in a vision, it can be through prophecy. God has so many different ways to speak to us, um, but we have to remain open to listen to his voice. In other words, we have to keep our receptive up, receptors up. We've got to keep our spiritual antenna up so that we can receive the signals that God is wanting to give to us. And it may be through a dream, it may be through a vision, it may be through a prophetic word. And remember, uh, these visions uh, can keep us from, from running wild. It can It can help us to fulfill the plan that God has for us. So we thank God for, for the vision and keeping our antenna up uh, all at all times because God is, is speaking. But it's up to us to be receptive to receive the word that God has for us. Hallelujah. Uh, now, uh, go with me to Genesis uh, chapter 12. Genesis chapter twelve, and we're going to look at this uh, in the amplified in verse one. Genesis chapter twelve, and verse, one. Verse, 12 and verse one in the amplified Bible. Yeah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. In Genesis twelve and uh, in the amplified verse one, uh, the point I want to bring out here is that God can call can call an individual to make radical change from their comfort zone in order to achieve what I'm calling a greater destiny. God can call an an individual to make a radical change from their comfort zone in order to achieve a greater destiny. So notice here in Genesis 12 and and verse one in Amplified, it says, now in Haran, the Lord said to Abram, go for yourself, for your own advantage, away from your own country and from your relatives and from your father's house, to the land that I will show you. So he's saying, go for yourself. This is for your benefit. But notice the promise in verse two, uh, still not Amplified. And it says, and I will make of you a great nation and I will bless you with abundant increase of favors and make your name famous and distinguished and you will be a blessing dispensing good to others. Glory to God. So he gives this promise to Abraham and along Abraham's journey, in uh, Genesis 15, we won't go there, but the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision saying, fear not that I'm with you and I'm your abundant compensation. And uh, so Abraham had a choice to make. When God called him, he had a choice to make and he could have stayed where he was, but he decided to move on to that greater destiny. He, uh, Abraham chose to step out in faith. Otherwise, Abraham would have just been an average person, uh, a name maybe not even referenced and mentioned as it is today, nor would he have been a blessing to many had he not stepped out in faith. And so God called him to make a radical change, a revolutionary change. He stepped out of his comfort zone in order to achieve a greater destiny. Thank God that he stepped out. And now we're talking about Abraham thousands of years later and what he did. And along his journey, God used visions to help him toward that greater destiny that God had for him, glory to God. Now, another point, if you go with me to Genesis 31, uh, God can use uh, dreams to give us uh, a a strategy for wealth increase. God can use dreams to give us a strategy for wealth increase. Here in Genesis 31, this is a passage we alluded to before, uh, Genesis 31 in the New Living Translation, and I'm going to start at verse 10, uh, down to verse 12, Genesis 31 and verse 10 in the new living. It says, one time during the mating season, I had a dream, and I saw that the male goats mating with the females were were streaked, speckled, and spotted. In verse 11, then in my dream, the angel of the Lord said to me, Jacob, and I replied, yes, here I am. So this is God speaking to uh, to Jacob. And then in verse 12, the angel said, look up and you will see that only streaked, speckled and spotted males are mating with the females of your flock for I've seen how Laban has treated you. And so this angel of God is speaking to him and he he gets this this dream, this vision of how to produce the speckled uh, and spotted uh, uh, lambs and goats. And those were the ones that he was able to uh, keep. Jacob was able to keep. The other ones went to labor. But as a result, uh, Jacob had increased. He had increased. And so he became wealthy through this process. And so this dream gave him a strategy for wealth increase. And so God can use dreams to bring wealth increase into our lives, give us strategies of things that we can do uh, to bring increase into our lives. Glory to God. Now, another point is uh, in in Genesis 41 and verse 25 is that God can use dreams to prepare us for conditions that are ahead. God can use dreams to prepare us for conditions that are ahead. Here in Genesis 41 and verse 25, it says, then Joseph said to Pharaoh, the two dreams are one. And this is an amplified Genesis 41, 25 and amplified. God has shown Pharaoh what he's about to do. He said, the seven good cows, in verse 26, are seven years, and the the seven good ears of grain are seven years. The two dreams are one in their meaning. Verse 27, and the seven seven thin and ill-favored cows that came up after the seven years, and also the seven empty ears of grain that's blighted and shriveled by the east wind, they are seven years of hunger and famine. So he was giving him uh, uh, conditions that was coming ahead. There were seven years of prosperity, seven years of plenty, and there were seven years of economic downturn. And so he gives this, this answer to him. That if you skip down to verse 34, he says, let Pharaoh do this. Let him uh, select and appoint officers over the land and take one fifth of the produce to so take 20% of the whole of the land of Egypt in the seven plenteous years, year by year and store that for the seven years of famine, the economic downturn that was coming. So he gets a a prophetic dream, a dream with prophetic meaning. And not all dreams have prophetic meaning, but there are dreams that that have prophetic meaning that God is trying to get a message to us, download a plan to us to prepare us for conditions that are ahead. And so like I said in Job, we're gonna keep our antenna up uh, to be able to hear what God is doing, what he's saying. Hallelujah. Then I'm going to uh, uh, also point out, if you go with me to Ecclesiastes chapter five, another dynamic is that dreams uh, require painful effort. Dreams require painful effort. Here in Ecclesiastes chapter five and verse three, in the Amplified, it says, for a dream, this is the passive apostle refers to, it says, for a dream comes with much business and painful effort and a fool's voice with many words yes we'll have a dream but then there's uh, actions on our part as we partner with god to carry those dreams and see those dreams come to pass so again in verse 3 of uh, ecclesiastes 5 a dream comes with much business and with painful effort and a fool's voice with many words and so there's things that we must uh, do as well to see that dream come to pass glory to god now go with me to jeremiah uh, chapter 23 and this is a passage that we've referred to before in jeremiah chapter 23 and we'll look at it in the amplified and we're going to start at verse 22 jeremiah 23 and we're going to start at verse 22 all right and the the point i want to bring out here as we continue to follow along as we continue to look at these dynamics of dreams here is that god invites us to enter in and to receive his counsel to avoid empty dreams. He invites us to come in and enter into his council, if you will, his board of directors so that we can avoid empty dreams. And that's the context uh, here in Jeremiah chapter 23. So in Jeremiah 23 and verse uh, 22 and Amplified, it says, but if they stood in my council, so God is saying, but if they stood in my council, then they would have caused my people to hear my words then they would have turned them, my people, from the evil way and from the evil of their doings. So he's saying, if we will enter into his council, enter into his board of directors, uh, enter into his advisory body, enter into his panel, as we do that, he'll cause us to hear his words. As we go into his council, we'll hear his words, hear what he has to say. And, the, and, and those words will cause changes Uh, In our lives and and will change the course of our lives. He goes on to say, if you skip down to verse 29, he says, Is not my word like fire that consumes all that cannot endure the test, says the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks in pieces the rock of the most stubborn resistance? So the dreams and visions are tools that God can use, but ultimately it's the word of God that's coming to bring the change. It's the word of God that will direct our lives. It's the word of God that will change the course of our lives. Here in verse 29, he it says, "Is not my word like a fire that consumes and breaks all that cannot endure the test. And it's not my word like a hammer that breaks in pieces the rock of the most stubborn resistance. So the, 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 the word goes through the vehicle of dreams and visions, but the bottom line is the word that will bring the change and will cause of the increase and help us to achieve our destiny that God has for us. But he can use dreams and visions to, to relay his word into our lives. And so to keep our in- intent up for the different ways that God may speak to us to direct our lives. Glory to God. Now, another point, if you go with me to Daniel chapter two, is that God can use other people to give revelation to the dreams, to, to the prophetic dreams that's in our heart. God can use other people to give revelation of the prophetic dream that's in our heart. Here in Daniel chapter two and the Amplified verse twenty-six, continue to follow along with me. Daniel two uh, and verse twenty-six and Amplified. Uh, and as you're turning there, it says that uh, the point again is that God can use other people to give revelation of the prophetic dreams in our heart. And in Daniel two and verse twenty-six, it says the king said to Daniel, whose name was Belshazzar are you able to make known to me the dream which I have seen and interpretation of it? So the king had this dream and he's asking Daniel, are you able to make known to me the dream and interpretation? In verse 27, Daniel answered the king, the mysterious secret which the king has demanded, neither the wise men and magicians, nor astrologers can show the king. Verse 28, but there is a God in heaven who reveals secrets. And he has made known to King Nebuchadnezzar what it is that shall be in the latter days at the end of days. Your dream and your visions in your head uh, upon your bed are these. And then verse 29, and as for you, O king, as you were lying upon your bed, thoughts came into your mind about what should come to pass hereafter. And he who revealed secrets was making known to you what shall come to pass. So God is using Daniel to bring this the, the the revelation and the interpretation of the dream that the king had and then notice here in verse 30 says but as for me this secret is not revealed to me for any wisdom that i have more than anyone else living but in order that the interpretation may be made known to the king and that you may know the thoughts of your heart and your mind so god will use others to bring the interpretation of those dreams uh, those thoughts, we we may not have the, the revelation or the interpretation of it, but God will use others. He'll use ministry gifts, pastors and apostles that can bring revelation to those dreams that can help us uh, to live out the plan that God has for us. Glory to God. And then I'll just bring this point out. It, it's helpful to write down the dream uh, in Habakkuk 2, we won't turn there, but it talks about write down the vision and make it plain. And it's talked about the division is for an appointed time. So it's helpful to write down the dream uh, in the presence of the Lord to to make a note of that dream. Now, go with me to Acts chapter 26, and this is a point we talked uh, about before. Acts chapter 26 and verse 19, and we're going to look at this in the King James Version, Acts chapter 26 and verse 19. As we're looking at the dynamics of of dreams, the point I want to bring out here is that we must persevere or be determined to keep God's heavenly vision before us in spite of tests that may come. Here in Acts 26 and verse 19, it says, Whereupon, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient unto the heavenly vision. So this is Paul saying, saying this to King Agrippa. He says, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. And he said, But showed first unto them of Damascus, which is where he received his vision, in Damascus, and then at Jerusalem and throughout the coast of Judea and to the Gentiles that they should repent and turn to God and do works meet for repentance. And so here we must persevere or be determined to keep God's heavenly vision before us in spite of tests. Uh, So Paul uh, persevered in spite of difficulties. Uh, He persevered in spite of of beatings and being jailed and being stoned and going without food. He says to King Agrippa, And here he is in a court scenario, if you will. He's being tried. He's on trial. And he says to King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the the heavenly vision. So he held on to that vision, no matter how much pressure came against him. The vision that God gave Paul, he held on to it. And, and, And here when he's talking to King Agrippa, this was 20 to 30 years down the line. So he held on to this vision throughout his lifetime. For 20 to 30 years he says here to king agrippa i was not disobedient to the heavenly vision and i i stayed with it and so paul persevered in spite of all the different different difficult things that came uh, against him even here as he's facing charges and, and accusations against him he's standing on trial but he's standing firm with the vision that god has given him and whatever your vision is whether it's for business or for ministry or for family whatever it is, we have to hold on to it. There'll be tests that will come to challenge that vision but we have to be like Paul and and be uh, determined and persevere year after year, no matter what comes, whether it's favorable conditions or unfavorable conditions. We've got to stand the test and and be faithful to the vision that God has placed before us. And that's part of of the key of the dreams and visions is, is the principle of being faithful to it. Can we be faithful to it? Uh, no matter how hard it gets, can we remain faithful to the dream that God has given us? So another dynamic here is that we've got to persevere and be determined to keep God's heavenly vision before us in spite of any kind of test that comes against us. Hallelujah. Now go with me to Acts chapter 16. Acts chapter 16. And we're going to look at verse uh, six. And this will be in the King James Version. This is a... a point i want to bring out uh during this part two is that god will use dreams to align with his purpose god will use dreams to align or position us with his purpose here in acts 16 and verse 6 it says now when they had gone uh through phrygia and the, the region of galatia and were forbidden of the holy ghost to preach the word in asia <clears throat> verse 7 after they would come to Mysia, they are saved to go to Bithynia, but the spirit suffered them not. Verse 8, and they passing by Mysia came down to Troas. And in verse 9, and a vision appeared to Paul in the night. There stood a man of Macedonia and prayed him, say, come over to Macedonia and help us. So Paul was endeavoring to see where do I go? He, he continued to try to go different places but the spirit would not give him the direction to go there, give him release to go there. And then here in in verse nine, he says, a vision appeared to Paul in the night. There stood a man in Macedonia and prayed him saying, come over to Macedonia and help us. And then in verse 10, and after he had seen the vision, after Paul saw the vision, it says immediately we endeavored to go to Macedonia, assuredly gathering that the Lord had called us for to preach the gospel unto them. And so the Holy Spirit used this vision to guide Paul where to, to preach the good news of Jesus Christ. And so God can use dreams to position us for his purpose. God can use dreams to to direct us and to, to guide us to carry out his assignment, to carry out his plan for our lives. Hallelujah. And so we have to c- continue to keep our receptors up, receptors up so that we can receive the vision and the and the revelation that God has for us, the dream that God has for us, so that we can carry it out to bring glory and honor to his name. Glory to God. Now go with me to Acts chapter 10. Here's another dynamic about vision. We're moving on uh, quickly with our time. Here's another dynamic about vision in Acts chapter 10, and I'm gonna start at verse one. And uh, the point I wanna bring out here is that God will use spiritual dreams to call whose name was Cornelius. He was a centurion, a captain of what was known as the Italian regiment. And and skip down to verse three, and about the ninth hour, about 3 p.m., uh, of the day he saw clearly in a vision an angel of god appearing to him saying carnelius and so here uh he has this angel that's speaking to him Cornelius. and this is about three o'clock and this is in a vision and if we sk- skip down to verse 9 in uh, in acts chapter 10 verse 9 it says the next day as they were still on their way and they were on their way to meet peter they were on their way approaching a town Peter went up on the roof of the house to pray about the sixth hour, which was about noon. And I'm reading out the Amplified. And then in verse 10, but he became very hungry and wanted something to eat. And while the meal was being prepared, a trance came over him and he gets this vision about uh, not calling things unclean. And it happened three times to him. And then down here in verse 17, now, Peter was still inwardly perplexed and doubted as to what the vision which he had seen could mean. When just then, behold, messengers that were sent by Cornelius, who had also had a dream, uh, who had made inquiry for Simon's house, stopped and stood before the gate. And so Peter does go with, with the men and he preaches the gospel to them. And down there, if we skip down to verse 34, it says here in Amplified, and Peter opened his mouth and said, Most certainly and thoroughly, I now perceive and understand that God shows no partiality and is no respecter of persons. In verse 35, but in every nation, he who venerates and has a reverential fear of God, treating him with reverential obedience and living uprightly is acceptable to him him, and is sure of being received and welcomed by him. So again, God can use spiritual dreams to cause a paradigm shift to change him. And and, and he gave a strategy uh, to Peter and and to Cornelius. And so Peter now begins to see that God is no respecter of of persons. And so God uses this vision uh, to cause a radical change in Peter's life, that God's gospel is for everybody, is for non-Jews as well as for Jews. So God used his vision to uh, transmit this this apostle, apostle Peter, to open up his understanding to see that the gospel is open to the whole world, is not just for the Jews. And so God can use visions and dreams to to shift our paradigm. Maybe we've been stuck in thinking a certain way, but God can use that, that, that paradigm. He can use that vision to shift our paradigm and cause us to think in a whole new dimension. So he took Peter to a whole new dimension. For years, he was restricted with thinking that the gospel was just for the Jews. But here through this dream, through this vision, it changes his whole mentality now. And he sees that God is no respecter person. And the door is wide open to anybody, whosoever will, they can come and receive the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so God can use that. Dreams to, to change us from one level. Maybe we've been stuck at a certain level, and he can use it to, to call the paradigm shift, a shift in our thinking, a shift in our model, a shift in our patterns, and take us to a higher level through a dream or through a prophetic word or through a vision. Glory to God. I'm going to give you uh, one last scripture as we, uh, again to uh, close up here and wrap up. If you go with me, the First Kings chapter three. First uh, Kings chapter three. And I'm going to begin at verse four. Uh, This was a scripture that came in my uh, devotional reading that God can use dreams to help us in our work assignments. So we're still talking about the dynamics of dreams and God restoring dreams and visions. And in my devotional reading yesterday, I was reading and I saw that God can use dreams to help us in our our work assignments. So let's look at this in, in 1 Kings chapter three. And I'm going to be reading out the New Living Translation, and I'm going to start at verse 4. First Kings chapter 3, and I'm going to start at verse 4 in the New Living Translation. Uh, there's several passages here I want to read and kind of uh, use this to bring out the point that God can use dreams to help us in our work assignments. Here it says uh, in verse 4, the most important of these places of worship was at Gibeon. So the king went there and sacrificed 1,000 burnt offerings. And in verse 5 of 1 Kings 3 in the New Living Translation, that night the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream. And God said, what do you want? Ask, and I will give it to you. And in verse 5, verse 6, Solomon replied, you show great and faithful love to your servant, my father David, because he was honest and, and true and faithful to you. And you have continued to show this great and faithful love to him today by giving him a son to sit on his throne verse seven now O lord god you have made me king instead of my father david and david had passed on but i am like a little child who doesn't know his way around so solomon is 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 recognizing his his condition he says i'm like a child who doesn't know his way around and verse eight and here i am in the midst of your own chosen people a, a nation so great and numerous that uh, they cannot be counted. And in verse nine, he says, give me an understanding heart so that I can govern your people. So notice his reason, give me an understanding heart so that I can govern your people and know the difference between right and wrong for who by himself is able to govern this great people of yours. And so he realizes that he has a great responsibility, but he realizes that he needs a divine help. And so in this dream, he's saying, uh, i need help i need wisdom give me an understanding heart verse nine again give me an understanding heart so that i can govern your people well so notice his heart he wants to govern the people well know the difference between right and wrong For who by himself is able to govern this great people of yours and then verse 10 uh it says the lord was pleased that solomon had asked for wisdom and so god replied because you have asked for wisdom in governing my people with justice and and have not asked for a long life or wealth or the death of your enemies. Verse 12, I will give you what you ask for. I will give you a wise and understanding heart, such as no one else has had or ever will have. Verse 13, I will also give you what you did not ask for, riches and fame. Hallelujah. For no other king in all the world will be compared to you for the rest of your life. And then if you skip down to verse 15, it says, then Solomon woke up and realized it had been a dream. He returned to Jerusalem and stood before the Ark of the Lord's Covenant where he sacrificed burnt offerings and peace offerings and he invited all the officials to this banquet. And so again, uh, God can use dreams to help us in our work assignments. And so in this particular case, Solomon has a responsibility, his work assignment is governing the people. And so this dream was for his leadership role. But whatever your work assignment is, we can go to God for his help and he can give guidance and he can give practical ideas and and even through dreams, he can give us ideas about our work. He can give us uh, ideas about if you're a student, about your, your, your school, your schoolwork or any work assignment. And so uh, Solomon wasn't thinking about himself; he's thinking about the assignment that he's had, that he's been given, his work assignment as a king. And so he's saying, in this dream, "Give me wisdom." And so we can invite God to give us wisdom in our work assignment. Invite Him into our jobs. Invite Him into our school. He can give wisdom through through dreams for our work and for our schoolwork, for any assignment that we have. He can give us uh, wisdom that will help us to be effective. He can give us doable answers as we seek him and and pray for the wisdom that he that he has he's so willingly he wants to give us the wisdom he's so ready to give us wisdom and guidance that's that will be effective to change our lives and to make us effective and so uh, Solomon asked for wisdom and God blessed him with wisdom with so much that he was well recognized And as you study, uh, as you study the life of Solomon, he had, he had wisdom to bring great organization to, uh, to his uh, king, uh, to his kingdom. He put, he had people in position. So that was a practical part of his wisdom that he needed. He brought uh, order into, into the kingdom. And it was one of the most organized kingdoms uh, that was set up, but it it all began with a, a dream. God, give me wisdom, give me what I need. He realized i have a great job this is a great people that i'm responsible for but god i need your wisdom i need your help and so we can take that principle as well and god can speak to us in dreams and in visions god i need your help in my job i need your help in my family i need your wisdom in my finances whatever area it is and then keep that intent up as we saw in Job, where god can release wisdom and guidance and understanding and everything you need and he can use other people like he did with Daniel that can bring interpretation to those dreams and to those visions. He can can bring the necessary resources that you need to accomplish that vision and be like Abraham, achieve a greater destiny. Why stay average when God has so much for us and he can use those dreams to elevate us to higher levels than him and bring glory and honor to his name. So we thank God for, for dreams and visions but he has other resources at his disposal to help us in our journey for God. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's just take a moment to pray, and then we'll give an opportunity to, to give. So Father, we just uh, take this moment to say thank you so much for the visions the dreams that you've given us. Uh, help us to be uh, attentive, to be sensitive to when you're trying to speak to us, to hear your voice, that you're speaking at all times, and you have uh, strategies and wisdom that, that can increase our wealth and and can help us on our job performance, increase our performance on our job, increase our performance in our schoolwork, whatever time we have in our our families. You're the source of all wisdom, and you're undergirded with your word that you've given us. The dreams and and the visions can be a vehicle, but it's your word that contains the answer. The dreams and the visions are containers of your word, and it's your word that's truth, and it's your word that's a light unto our feet and a lamp unto our path. So we pray, Father, that you continue to help us, and God has take us to greater destinies. And you may we receive greater dreams and visions, and heed those and make note of those. And uh, you're bringing answers to us in every area of our lives. We thank in advance for it, Holy Spirit, that you continue to minister to us in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. We just again thank you for your time, your uh, attention. Uh, to this word on tonight, we pray that God will use it to help us in our journey, in our Christian walk, uh, as we partner with God through uh, this one area of dreams and visions. We we'll encourage you to to uh, sow and to give into the ministry. It's a great ministry. God has raised up Greater Glory Life Center. Uh, Minister Danison, I want to post on the line the ways that you can you can give, uh, you can use the uh, the app or the digital digital the, the number that's online that they that they'll provide for you you can sow that way and you can plant into an apostle sow into him as well uh, our, our great uh leader that that god is using and god is raised up so uh take advantage of those sources and plant those seeds and expect god to bless you in your giving with the harvest and, and meet your needs as well hallelujah if there's nothing else we're going to begin to wrap up and uh I would just thank you Uh, everyone for being online tonight. And on behalf of Apostle, we just say we speak grace, peace, and increase to you. And we'll see you on Sunday morning, 8 o'clock at Service uh, Cathedral. God bless you. Have a good night. Bye-bye.